Hello, and you're tuned in to another edition of Women Who Boss Up. This is where I have conversations with women who rise above and become bosses. These women have a sense of confidence and awareness about where they stand in this world, and they handle their business and authentically love what they do. Now, my guest today is Sarah Taylor. How are you today, Sarah? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I am great. Now, Sarah has a love for dance, and dance has always been a part of Sarah's life, and we're going to share that journey. But first, what was life like growing up for you? Life growing up, honestly, was pretty great overall. I think that's because my parents did a good job of uh, just showing love, pouring into my brother and I's passions, and uh, doing what they could. But they were hardworking people. They showed us what hard work looked like. Uh, My mother was an educator for um, almost 30 years. She just retired this year. And my late father was a firefighter for almost 40 years. So it was a lot of service to the community. And they taught us how to be community servants and how giving back just pays back a millionfold, like you can't give back enough and when you get blessings you are to bless others and hard work truly pays off just so many lessons that I look back now that I'm so very thankful for there were of course there were hard times just like any family but I don't think we were made privy to those just like parents do whatever they need to to make it through for their their children my father also worked a part-time job a lot of people don't know a lot of public servants work part-time jobs mm. just because of what pay was then and now it might be a little better but maybe it's something leaning into their passion or just uh, for us it was out of necessity though exactly back in that time mm-hmm. definitely now, you're a product of South Bend Community Schools. Yes. Yes, you're alumni <laughs> of Indiana University Bloomington. Yes, ma'am. And you hold a Master's of Science degree in Organizational Leadership from Trine University. Yes. Now, during your time at IU Bloomington, what did you study? Oh, IU Bloomington? Oh, I went through whatever. <laughs> Probably a lot of students go through. First, I was undecided. Then I was all over the place because so many things interest me. Um, I started out as a speech pathology major. Then I had a few professors that were going to be um, staggering sabbatical, and they didn't know when they'd be back, and they were teaching required courses. So I also had to have a serious conversation with my parents. Nobody was going to keep funding uh, whenever someone returns for you to be able to graduate. So I had to change majors, did a little bit of exploration, and I ended up with a sociology degree and an African-American and African diaspora studies degree because um, the triple ADS, I had taken a lot of my electives in that already. Mm -hmm. And so I was just two more classes away from having a second degree under that. And yeah, I graduated with both of those from IU, Bachelors of Arts. Now, also in Bloomington, you danced with the African-American Dance Company, which performed works rooted in fusion of all dance types. So tell me what dance styles did you learn and what's your favorite dance style? I owe so much to African American Dance Company and Professor Iris Rosa. I learned a lot. Going to tryouts, though, she could tell that I was classically trained in ballet just from our warm up. It was just something she came around and said. And that's also a good thing to have a a root dance style. So she was very good at fusing what people already knew with introducing new things. So you always got to highlight something that you were passionate about, but also learn and grow and create a picture for the audience we would start warm-ups with ballet and modern like those techniques but also we learn capoeira which is a form of dance like it can be also be used as kind of called dance fighting at certain Mm -hmm. points like people communicate and they do a movement respond with another movement but also very peaceful type um a lot of african dance styles um even rooted in gumboot dancing where you wear the heavy boots and you you slap them and make different noises and it was a way that people workers communicated with each other when they weren't allowed to talk much 
went on the job in places. She would bring in specialists in areas that she had been fortunate enough to study in. She studied with the likes of everyone from your Debbie Allens to your, um, and of course, that's Felicia Shad's sister. Yes, that's <laughs> and the, awesome. the infamous yeah. Debbie Allen and Dada Dance Company to Reynaldo from the diaspora. She'd bring in salsa. We learned also Magnani and different tribal dances too that were deeply rooted and we had live drumming because her husband and son and her have a traveling like drumming group nice. called Sancocho that goes to schools and they educate children about dance and drumming and how it ties to African culture and they are both certified like healers and babas and she even chose her successor because she was the only instructor and professor of dance company until she decided to retire after over 40 years. That's amazing. Wow, I can, your passion, I can just tell what you're speaking about it. You're so passionate about that. That's awesome. Yes. So out of all the different styles of dance, what's your favorite? Ooh, I don't know that I have a favorite. I think what she does was best for me because I'm kind of an indecisive person at times. So fusing everything together and showing the beauty of it all really is something that, that speaks to me. I do enjoy uh, contemporary dancing because I like to express emotion mm -hmm. um, things like your moderns and other like African styles of dance that we were introduced to because they portray something to the audience that can only be felt by seeing it and even if they might not understand what's being said by the song seeing your movements and the emotions expressed really portrays something as opposed to a which I also love ballet, certainly, because I started in that at nearly three years old. But ballet is very concise. They're very precise movements that you can't really stray from as opposed to more expressive forms of dance. Okay, now you mentioned ballet and yeah. you were exposed to yeah, that yeah, yeah. at an early age. Did you say three years old? Yeah, I was actually nearly three. The director at Southhold at the time, Bonnie Bellini Baxter, took me when I was going to turn three uh, because she just saw how passionate I was, that I was willing to listen to directions. And that's when I started taking my first classes with her at Southhold Dance Theater in the Colfax Center, where we're still at after attending different community events and my parents knowing people there. They're looking for something to get me into. And Southhold ended up being that. Nice. Awesome. Now, you made history as becoming the first black executive director at the South Hole Dance Theater. First of all, I want to say congratulations to you. Thank you so much. It's still like a dream. I can imagine. Now, you say this has been full circle for you. Why? It has been full circle because growing up at Southhold was amazing for what it did and because I did love dance. And when you're younger, you don't really see as many differences in other people or you try not to think that there's bad coming out of people. I do remember in particular, there was a, a teacher that I had. It was a guest teacher, though, and she pointed out something on me, like the way that my body was shaped. And mind you, I'm a very little girl. I was about seven, eight years old at the time. And she tried to poke in my hind side around my like butt area, like poke this in you need to keep this in. What is that? And some of the other dancers didn't like that she did that to me. I wasn't even going to tell my mom because when you're being instructed, you trust adults to do what adults are supposed to be doing. And you, you trust them to be leading you in a direction that you're supposed to go because you're taught to respect them. You're taught to listen. You're taught to do whatever. And I thought, wow, maybe I don't have a chance at being a true prima ballerina ever because... I'm not something that's going to be accepted. And it was the other little girls that spoke up to their parents who were like, we don't think the lady was nice to Sarah. Like, wow. 
like mommy like Sarah tell her what they did Mm -hmm. because I was just it took me a long time to elaborate on it even like when I got older I finally was able to break down that whole situation to my parents and it was hard sometimes being the only black face or just one of a few especially at my lower level there are a few either usually mixed race dancers in the company or or higher but no one around my level girls would come and go there are a few that stayed for a little bit but sometimes I was by myself till I started to get older but the experience it taught me a lot I really loved the bulk of my dance teachers like the teachers they had there all the time were quite amazing and we explored a lot we had ballet and modern and jazz and even musical theater at the time we had a lot more breadth of introduction to different dance styles too just because of how many teachers were in the area too which is something that we run into is kind of hard to find we like to keep a professional standard of teachers in dance but ballet took me to a different world because it did teach me the discipline of different arm placements and body placements and the moves and learning the uh, French vocabulary and we'd even have little vocab tests about what that meant and then merge different things together as you moved up levels and I really loved that that's amazing now you mentioned being few as in of the minority yes so what was your experience like being you know one of few in this dance company it was hard to find people that understood but luckily I did have some amazing friends and like I said us growing up it was almost as if it didn't matter those differences didn't stand out because our love of dance brought us together because we hung out outside of the dance studio our parents would get us together we'd even have like little tea parties play dates at each other's houses even things not even just always talking about dance they were truly my little friends yeah they really did and it wasn't until you get older and realize the roughness and the ugliness of the world that some of those things stand out because there were little girls that didn't play with all of us and now I know it might have been because I was part of the little group that was hanging together or they looked a certain way or didn't know because until they saw me they might not have had another experience experience with a black child that is so true now you've also performed in the Nutcracker several times tell us about that experience and how long have you been performing in the Nutcracker performance? Um, This year made 13 years because I did it for 10 when I was growing up. In the time I was talking, being introduced to Southhold, I've returned as a party parent in the main scene where the main character gets the Nutcracker given to her by her godfather, Drosselmeyer. And so I get to waltz and dance with a partner. And he's been my partner the past three years that we've done it. And it was very interesting and cool to return to the actual stage last year. But this year was even better because last year people were still had their reservations due to COVID. And it still wasn't as as large and this year felt really nice especially with the orchestra back as I remembered it from being little nice exactly having that experience come back that's amazing how many other performances have you participated in besides the Nutcracker well here um we usually just do a lot of community involvement with the Nutcracker there's involvement in our spring performance too but that's usually for the children of our community we're doing Giselle this year and we're going to have about 50 children in that performance as well but not really adult roles but other things that I did I performed a lot with the African American Dance Company as you were saying um we performed all over we even used to tour to different schools ranging from Bloomington Indianapolis Chicago area we'd also go do workshops at different places so I've had the pleasure of dancing with people and instructors from all over the world and learning in various dance styles but my main performances now have been in the Nutcracker for dance but I also got into musical theater again as an adult last year and did my first musicals with Premier Arts in Elkhart and I'm about to do another one that's coming up next month. <laughs> you see that excitement and I can tell this is your passion. I love it so much. 
Yes, that's amazing. Now, for those that may not know, tell us about <laughs> South Hole Dance. South Hole Dance Theater has been around. Our next season will make 50 years. They have been around in this community for that long. And we instruct children from ages three now through 18 in ballet. Mostly they also have jazz and modern at the company level, which is our levels five through eight. And those students usually are in a range of age from 11 or 12 through 18. And they do the bulk of a lot of the core work in the Nutcracker. They usually have multiple roles. It's really cool. But now we even let our children, even the community children that just come to Nutcracker with us and aren't regular Southhold students, they had multiple roles this year too, which I thought was pretty awesome because they learn about costume changes and makeup changes and get to learn with different groups of children. We had 82 community children in the Nutcracker performance this year, awesome. which was more than our 70 that go to South Holt regularly. Okay. We have classes Monday through Saturday, but Fridays are sectioned off for our private lessons and training for our competitions because there are ballet competitions too, I'm which sure. is really awesome. We just had a historical moment happen. One of our dancers got to go to what's called the Olympics of Ballet, the Prix de la in Switzerland. Yeah, he just got back. He was a finalist in the last 22 that were chosen out of 80 that were there. But overall, even just going over there is huge. No one from this area had ever gone and this was their 50th year and he was chosen out of 429 applicants and that's huge for us. We have students trying out for collegiate programs right now and we're waiting to hear back and celebrate with them. And we have students ranging from those who go to the public schools here. We have students from Michigan. We have really? students from Elkhart, okay. Bristol. Yeah, all over the place. And our students are very excited. They dedicate a lot of time to what they are doing, and we truly appreciate it. We're working on a documentary right now with um, Mark Lucky, and we're also working with a local photographer, Joseph Samuel, to start our first yearbook ever because Southhold's never documented our history quite wow. properly. We found some old slides, too, that we're going to have done by a camera shop to be brought to life so we can celebrate the 50 years that Southhold has been rooted. They started out practicing in an old church and even practiced in Century Center in the beginning. As uh, I mentioned, Bonnie, before she's one of the founders. And now we've had our amazing artistic director, Colleen Radalescu, who is from Romania. We've had him for seven years now, and his vision was always to try to push back more in the community, as Southhold did originally as I was growing up. And we're starting to do that with partnerships and educating students. Now we started a program this month at Harrison School, um, and also this year, like a lot of people voiced interest because our school show for Nutcracker was even sold out with the completely over 2,300 seats from That's the floor to the top. It is. It was a record-breaking year for us. And we think there's nowhere to go but up from here because a lot of time South Holt rested for a while in a slogan that someone had come up with, you know, kind of like the best kept secret. And I talked about the dangers of resting in something like that can be that no one knows you exist. So what good is the secret if it's something good and you can't share it with everyone? And our new slogan and one of our hashtags is we are South Hold Dance for All, Ballet for All, because we want to welcome people in. We offer trial classes. Your first class is free. You can come in for a trial class and then even talk through tuition assistance and other things that we're offering because we really want to be not just a piece in the community, but a true part of the community in the surrounding areas. Great. Two areas I want to talk about. So you talk oh, about making, making kids aware. Yeah. So you said that they, first they can come in and check out one class. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so anyone in the area that may be tuning in or just wants to 
is it just strictly ballet or is it all the forms? Right now it's ballet, especially for our students that are just beginning, um, as I mentioned. But if they test, happen to test into or have taken dance before but just took a break, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have it in you, but you don't have opportunities around you. We've had students come in and test into our company, like be placed in our company and then you'll do jazz and modern and other things and partnering as well to learn about dancing with a partner and what you can do with that and how beautiful it can be on stage. And then you said for students that can't afford it, you have tuition assistance. Yes, that can be applied for, yes. Awesome. Now, what about for that dancer that maybe they want to feel safe? Mr. Taylor, because it says you want dancers to feel safe, supported, and welcome. Oh, most definitely. That's something that I totally rest in and I make sure I communicate it directly to the dancers. That's something I knew I would have to front load as I came on as executive director was getting to know our dancers, their families, and what they were about. Um, I started with even giving them surveys just to get to know them as individuals, but also going to talk to them directly and letting them know that I have an open door and they can reach out to me anytime because we want to not only grow amazing dancers, we're growing well-rounded human beings and individuals that we do want to feel that respect, that trust, that protection in a world that can be so cold sometimes even when you're minding your own business like we want them to feel like they have a place where they can express themselves and feel appreciated for their talents exactly I totally agree now you also talked about your parents and still giving back and being involved in the community and I know you're involved in some organizations tell us what organizations you're involved in Yes, um, I am a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, making you my sister, Greek. (laughs) I love my sisters. I was a charter member of 100 Black Women of South Bend. I'm also involved in the Kiwanis Noon Club of Elkhart because I lived there before and I'm still connected with them and giving back to children, which youth is the root of that organization. And I felt like it was very interesting because I always heard about Kiwanis and I saw them around and then learning more as an adult and getting to join them has has really been very rewarding just because the programming that they do in the community and the direct givebacks they get to do for families in need. Also, I'm a member of the uh, Civic Theater Board in South Bend. The uh, Civic Theater has some great productions. Right now, they're preparing to do the third play in the August Wilson 10-play series oh, okay. that was acquired by them thanks to the Sallies. They are doing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom this spring, so they just did auditions for that, yeah. and I, I'm just so excited to see what comes of it but I I try to reach and stretch myself wherever is needed I'm also over the youth at my church Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church and I, I just try to get involved where I see that there's a need if someone reaches out to me or even I find out about something I like to just go give back I coached cheerleading for 11 years for Washington High School I just retired from doing that for one of my former cheerleaders okay. to become head coach which makes me so proud because I always this wildcat always wanted to give it back to a panther <laughs> so that was uh, that's been amazing for me because um, so many youth have been touched through not only uh, academia but sports helps them find their voice as well awesome now also in 2022 you were named Michiana 40 under 40 what was your experience like when you hey when they said hey you're getting this award oh my goodness mind blown number one such an honor because I've I watched that list over the years but thought you know nothing that I do number one is for glorification because I couldn't do anything without God number one um all glory there because it's not me it's it's his plan overall but to be sometimes you don't get pats on the back for what you do and that's something that our parents instilled in us they also talked about doing the right thing no matter who's watching and giving back without any 
desire to receive because that's that's important because if you stop giving just because you're not receiving anything you can stop giving in this world pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so receiving that honor was was awesome because I also got to gain a base for networking as well for the people who've been awarded all the different years they had kind of like a reception reunion in the summertime and it was really neat to see how people from different walks of life have been awarded but also to see that it wasn't always the most diverse awards given I know it has to be nominated by different people maybe it's because people didn't really interact that way with each other but I think moving forward I hope that it it stays that way that they're highlighting and it looks like a melting pot like their list looks like diverse across the board people from all walks of life all different types of businesses all different types of giving going on because I think that's really important to make us a well-rounded community most definitely I totally agree Let's talk about self-care. You're the executive director. You're in organizations. You're in performances. What do you do for self-care? Sometimes it's hard to find time for self-care, but this year I've been trying to make it a priority of finding things that that just bring me joy. It doesn't have to be over the top. Like I don't have to go out and get like a massage every week or something like that. But if it's something that I want or have a taste for, I've also been trying to do better with my health. So making goals, Um, but having a little cheat, like maybe there's a local restaurant. I like to support local things of any community. I might just have been thinking about this decadent piece of cake. And I'm going to go get that piece of cake. But trying to make time for myself, like writing is soothing for me. I like writing out not only just goals, but just what I'm I'm feeling, being more in tune with myself, taking a breather and trying to learn how to exercise no as a complete sentence. Right. Saying no to things. Yes. (laughs) It's hard. But that's that's a practice of self-care. And also um, discerning if I'm surrounding myself with the right people. Sometimes you let people stay in your life out of comfort and out of you've experience certain things together but to everything there is a season season, yes and the older I get the more I'm learning that's so true and there's nothing wrong with seasons ending it allows for transition it allows for new blessings to come and allows you to meet more amazing people you don't have to stop meeting others and just because you might not talk as much or interact as much with people doesn't mean you don't care maybe their season is just up or if you even notice others dragging you down that's a form of self-care you got to protect your peace yeah um because keeping toxic or negative people around you starts to get in your mind and then you're not taking care of yourself and you can't pour from an empty cup exactly (laughs) which brings me to my next question the circle I was going to ask you about what's important about having a positive circle around you of people, a positive circle of people around you. Either way. I think you said it right either way, (laughs) because positive people around you is so important no matter what, because if all you're hearing is negativity or people saying what you can't do, you're not going to succeed. And sometimes leadership can be very lonely. You can feel as if you're on an island by yourself. And if you have a few of those people in your circle, like confidants or people that keep pumping you up, like you got this girl, you got this, keep going, keep pushing. You've already done a lot. Like stop being so hard on yourself. Sometimes you even need those people to remind you. My um, absolute best friend always says, you need to be gentle with yourself. Be more gentle with yourself. And I didn't truly understand until I got into this role in particular, I might achieve something. And also it's like, people are like, oh, that's amazing. Or, oh goodness, it feels like you've been here longer. And all those things are amazing. But then that pressure starts to build up of what's next, what's next, what's next. And it's almost like 
you can get swallowed by those pressures or others expectations if you don't keep number one your head on straight about what your vision was as long as you're going along with that the vision can change too but you got to stay true to yourself and not be afraid to stay true because the right people will come along but yeah that was that was hard but my girl dawn she gave me she gave me a great reminder of that it was like we have to practice being more gentle with ourselves all right thanks don for that great piece of advice yes now speaking of advice what would you give advice to someone who's just starting out maybe they want to get into dance or what advice would you give i would give them the advice of of go for it do your research about what type of dance speaks to you even like i said like we offer trial classes other places i believe offer trial classes too or maybe you could talk to them about that it doesn't hurt to speak up if there's something you see that you might be interested in, do some research online too. There's a lot of resources online to see what speaks to you because that might change over time. But I say put yourself out there because you never know what awesome experiences that you can have and you won't know unless you do actually try. Um, I really find inspiration in uh, my two nieces that, that live here. One of them is actually in our, our company. And honestly, I never would have gone for this role if she wasn't okay with me going for it. And her and her younger sister didn't encourage me to do it because I just watched them going for things and actually trying things and seeing an imbalance. There's kids that just sit back and don't try anything because they're so frightened, but they might just need somebody to scoop them along and be like, Hey, have you ever thought about this? Or I see you're really good at that. Why don't you give this a try? And I see them even in their, their ages, they're, they're 10 and 14 scooping up their friends, encouraging them to go for something that they're passionate about. And I think that that's very important because you can carry that with you for the the rest of your life. Positive people, encouragement, and going for something that speaks to your speaks to your heart. If dance speaks to you, go for it. There's so many styles. Like even if you don't come over to us, even though I love to have you at South Hole <laughs> and in ballet, there are so many places where you can find your voice. There really are. Right, exactly. So what's non-negotiable for you? Ooh, non-negotiables. Anything that compromises my character, anything that makes me do something that will intentionally hurt someone else is is a deal breaker for me. Also, organizations that don't align with what they claim their mission is. Mm. If Southhold didn't have an awesome uh, mission or I didn't feel like uh, some of the things there's always room for improvement. And I feel like they're they're bored at the time. And also, like when I was hired was in a part of a transitional phase where they saw they could do more they wanted to do more but didn't necessarily know how to push and do that Mm -hmm. and they needed someone to help steer the ship and I'm so thankful that they believed I was that person and still do but yeah a deal breaker for me is not aligning with your mission and vision not being who you say you are exactly I like that definitely so what drives you to keep going when it gets really tough as I have told them now um my why's my whys drive me to do what needs to be done. Uh, my whys, starting with my my parents, I'm always striving to make them proud of my family overall, my um, brothers and my nieces and nephew and my close circle because I know they'll be rooting me on. But also it's important that you have people in that circle. They will check you as well mm. if they realize that you're steering from the path or you're letting people push you from who you are or what it is that the original mission was. But the whys overall in this work, the youth, I tell our dancers all the time that they are our why and I look them in the eyes intentionally 
And I tell them there might be times we make decisions. You might not always like us, but know that we love you um, because we're here for you and we wouldn't be here without the why. You're our why. You're the reason we get up in the morning when we don't feel like it. You're the reason we push through when it gets tough. You're the reason we seek sponsorships and the best resources and the best instructors and to utilize your time properly and show what we claim that we want to be, that you are respected, that you're protected, that you're valued. We aim to try to show that in all aspects of what we do because youth are highly impressionable, even as they get older and think nobody can tell them anything. I've been there myself, but they remember and anybody remembers how you made them feel yes. overall. Yes. They do remember your words, but they remember overall how things made them feel. Love it. What has been your most satisfying moment? Tell me a time when, you know, maybe a cheerleader or a child or somebody Mm -hmm. and they came back to you and and thanked you, like you said, you know, what has been your most satisfying moment? Most satisfying moment. I don't know that I can narrow it down to one, but it has the same overarching theme. When a a child, a student, a cheerleader, a dancer and anyone, uh, any youth comes back and says, I remembered what you told me in this moment and it could have gone either way, but I kept pushing because of what you instilled in us. Or I remembered that lesson that we did or how we came to this conclusion together or we worked together to get here. Them remembering something that we taught, even if it felt like a very insignificant moment them being able to say I get what you meant now even if they got mad in that moment I've had cheerleaders quit I've had youth walk out of something be like I can't do this or not turn in the paper be like I couldn't do that so just give me the f but go back later and scoop around and say that wasn't the right thing to do Mm. or just just knowing that a lesson was actually taught and they felt the love even if it took years to feel it it's so rewarding I totally agree that that's great What has been your biggest aha moment? Mm, Biggest aha moment. I would say biggest aha moment is that it's going to sound crazy, but that you don't have to be anybody but yourself. I agree. And the right situation, the right opportunities will come your way. Staying true to yourself feels so good because when people are surprised, that you are you or it's surprised at the success of something or surprised that you're talking to them or surprised that you were going through something, but you still pushed through. And we're like, oh, I couldn't tell. Like you still stayed positive or you still were around me. Being yourself pays. Even when people want you to change or be like, oh, well, maybe you should go in here and do this. Or maybe you should talk to them in this way. Or maybe you should dress like this instead. Or, oh, you have so many. I love glasses. Like once I realized I was Mm -hmm. a a full-time glasses wear, found a nice site. I also like to ball on a budget. So on a nice site I could fill my prescriptions with. And that's what I'm known for. Like I wear jazzy glasses. They you make do. me feel good. <laughs> talk about that, I like the glasses you got on but now. I'm being, like, okay. being yourself really pays off. And then you can go home and rest at night and know that you just did what you needed to do being you. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Enough said. Yes. If you had the chance to start your career over again, would you do anything differently? Ooh, I think, yeah, there is something I would do differently. I, I love that journeys, what's for us is for us. I love that journeys bring you through struggle and journeys are not a straight path. Usually they're usually got hills and mountains and valleys and dark times and good times. But what I would do differently is not expect a me out of everyone I encounter. 
That's true. Not expect that everyone that I encounter has good intentions. Not everyone that I encounter is going to treat me the way that they would like to be treated. I think that was something that I would do because sometimes I've broken my own heart in that way. Mm, I can understand. Yes. If you had a magic stick, what is one thing you would change in this world? Ooh, I had a magic stick. Oh, only one thing. Just one. <laughs> just one. Um, I would change. Hmm, goodness, that's a loaded question. Nah. I think if I had a magic stick, I would give people the resources that they needed to at least meet their needs, not necessarily their wants. I will want to create a level playing field for everybody. That's good. Yes. I, totally I think that would agree. be a way that, that I could give back because you get to pick it apart. But if at least everyone's needs were met, because that's a hard thing to push through when you don't even know where, where to begin, where to begin, where to go. Um, or also just in working with youth or even people in general. Like if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, exactly. you can't be very productive or you haven't eaten since you left school the day before. You can't do much or you don't know if you're going to go home and your your lights are on or off or you don't know how you're getting from A to B. You might land a great job, but I don't have a car anymore because it needs all this work done. Exactly. I like that. Most definitely. Now, if you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it and why? Ooh, write a book. Cliche, possible cliche phrase coming, but I would say I'd use the phrase imperfectly perfect. Okay. Because it's taken a long time to embrace the flaws and love on them just as much as the things that I noticed that I like right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been a perfect, it's perfect for me. Like the journey has shaped me in different ways that otherwise I probably wouldn't have been open to had it not just happened right and you don't know those things Mm -hmm. until they happen yeah who has been your greatest inspiration greatest inspiration i would say my greatest inspiration is still living and as the years pass and now we don't realize we're getting older our parents are getting older too i would have to say my mother um because now i've gotten to watch her not only be an amazing influence and she made sure even though like dad would say as he got as the years went by like he was jealous sometimes because he would be working so much that he'd have to miss some of the little observation weeks but he makes sure he was at the performances but sometimes it just was more important than having to put food on the table or even if he'd work overtime for somebody else maybe they couldn't work for him at the time we had something but we're like usually you pull up in the fire truck but my mom was like why like you were doing what needed to be done but yeah she was getting us places running a household educating other students bringing them in as if they were her own children as well like going above and beyond and continued pushing and she's handled people with such grace when they didn't deserve it uh-huh. I watched her when she really could have read them the riot act or gone off or lost it and she's been the one who's been able to keep the cool and the reasonable head even when she didn't have to respond that way and that's good you have Mm -hmm. to have a lot of resilience you do to do that yes yeah the the class people just respond (laughs) off of emotion yeah it is and she had down to has it down to a t and that's something i'm still working on myself but but watching the level at which she has done that over these years. And even looking back at certain situations where, oh, I've definitely seen this handled differently, but this went way better because of how you handled it and almost shocked the other person for her not pulling a them on them. Right, exactly. <laughs> and being that's a bigger person. Yes. yes, being a bigger person. 
<laughs> and still getting blessed in spite of because I watched her be blessed because of how she treated others. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes them go through things and them not understand why they were going through because of how they treated others. Karma. And her not laughing at it, but saying, I hope they do better next time. Mm -hmm. So exactly. What type of legacy would you like to leave behind? I would like to leave a legacy that allows people to believe that their time is coming that shows them that they can find hope in even the worst of times, that they can build something new, even with something that already has been around for a while and not to be afraid of being themselves in that situation and just trust that the right opportunities, the right people, the right energy will surround them and they'll meet like minds. I like to leave a legacy that looks like all are welcome. Embrace others, meet people where they're at and be willing to learn right. be a life learner okay and i think that's something that that sticks with me but i i, I want to leave a legacy of you are the legacy like what you leave behind is is you exactly I like that so what's next for sarah What's next for Sarah? Continuing to drive, of course, the ship of Southhold forward and working together collaboratively with everyone in, involved, which is something that people have come to embrace more and more. First, it was like unbelievable. Now it's, oh, okay, it takes everyone's voice to get something where it needs to be. Yeah, like let's keep doing that. But what's next for me is being open to opportunity, pouring into myself, continue to pour into myself, trying new things. I love to continue trying new things. I love to travel. I okay. want to travel and go to some cool place. You ins you've inspired me. I saw you go to Dubai. I'm like, give me tips on Dubai, girl. I need, Most definitely. I need that yeah. in my life. Striving for um, not necessarily, well, I guess greatness, but but striving for better each day. Just trying to be a better better me each day. I think that's what, what it looks like. And also being being open, not being so guarded at times. I've been kind of guarded as you have to be, even with your heart and me and, and love. I, I love love. So I'm hoping to be open enough and that God will send me somebody who's amazing and I can share life with. And he will. <laughs> I ask all of my guests, what is your definition of a boss? Ooh, definition of a boss is someone who shows respect because you can't get respect without showing it but stays open-minded and is as I stated before a life learner knows that they don't know everything they were trusted with leadership but that does not mean that they know everything because no one knows everything is willing to listen to others give credit where it's due because you get blessed when you do that a boss uh, their actions speak for themselves they don't do it for praise but they do appreciate being reminded that they're doing something meaningful, but they're, they're hoping to leave something amazing for not only the current generation, but the next generation. I think a boss is forward thinking while keeping enough open that they can receive. Okay, great. I like that. Now, if someone wants more information on South Hole Dance Theater, where can they go? Oh, yes. They can go to our website, which is southhold-dance.org, or um, they can even contact me directly, and that's uh, Sarah with an H at southholddance.org, no dash in that, and that is uh, one H and two Ds, because we have just one in there, yes, South. Oh, that's one H <laughs> and two D's, but Sarah with an H at southholddance.org. They can contact me there, even call our office. Okay, and the number is? It is 574-233-9841. Uh,
Any last remarks? I want to thank you for having me here, number one, because I think you're a woman who bosses up, so you're an inspiration to me. Most definitely, I knew from the first time we met, you've been my sister from another <laughs> mister from then. We've known each other a while now. Stay true to yourself. Everyone has a, a potential to be a boss within them. Yes. You can be a boss within your own right. There's just so much space for everyone, and I wish that we would stop, especially in our community, our black community, operating as crabs in a barrel. I wish we would stop thinking there's not room for everyone because there is. There's just so much room here for so much to do, so many interests. We've got to help one another. Yes. If we don't have it, if we ain't got it, the next person does. And we can encourage someone to go on to someone. If we're not equipped, encourage them to go to who does have what they need or encourage them to lift lift each other up. Yes, We've got to stop thinking there's not room for all of us because there certainly is. And then some. And we should find inspiration in each other. We may more positive change moving together than we do against we can't have a zillion of the same event instead bring it together come together there's plenty of room for different businesses one clothing business is not going to shut down every other clothing business exactly. I, I equate it to some i've heard some mega millionaires say if they ever would have thought they couldn't be successful in their lane which they have gone through their ups and downs they wouldn't have pushed for it just like you have like Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl. Pregnant. Amazing. Pregnant. Getting down. If she would have thought just because there's a a, a Maybelline a, and all the other brands out there, she never would have made Fenty Beauty. Exactly. But she's a billion dollar brand owner now. Exactly. Just like anyone else. You go down the bread aisle. There's a zillion different types of bread. Exactly. Nobody stopped them. Nope. Be true to yourself. Push for what you believe in and stop thinking that just because someone else might have the same vision they aren't you so you guys can both coexist and you can both lift each other up and make brilliant things happen that part all of you that. can all of that sarah i want to thank you for those kind words i want to thank you for sharing your journey with us such Most an amazing definitely. story i appreciate you i want to thank everyone for tuning in today if you want to follow me you can follow me on facebook at women who boss up you can go to my website at www.bossup.com or you can email me at women who boss up at gmail.com <laughs> Until next time, take care.